Hi, welcome to the show. I'm your host, Emily Green, otherwise known as Emily the Medium. This show is a space where I'll share my teachings around life after death, the soul, intuition, developing psychic abilities, and so much more. Together, we will expand our minds beyond what is widely accepted as truth and start to see the mind, body, and soul from a completely different perspective. This is a Soul Fire production. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the show. So happy to be back here with you, as always. I'm really excited. I'm trying to say something different. But I am genuinely always incredibly excited to introduce my guests because I only talk to and interview people I am incredibly fascinated by and interested in and love what they have to say. And so I truly am very excited for every single guest that I have on this show. So it's not a lie when I say I'm really excited every time. I am really excited to introduce you to today's guest on the show, James Pinkle has been such an incredible, incredible resource and person and healer in my life. And he has impacted me so much through my sessions with him that I am over the moon, overjoyed to introduce him to you. James and I started working together. I would say it's, maybe it's actually been three years since I've been working with James privately in healing sessions. And I heard about him through a dear, dear friend of mine, Ariel Corey, who's been on this podcast. And she is, you know, just amazing. And so she had a session with James and found it so profound. She had an in-person session with him. And so, you know, like one does, when their friend has an amazing experience with someone, you run and you book yourself your own session, which is exactly what I did. But I also, even if she hadn't recommended him just as soon as she said his name, I felt so called to working with him. And so we had our first session and it was just so unique and so powerful and so profound. And as we were talking and moving energy throughout the session, James is an incredible energy healer and energy worker. He works with all kinds of different things, as you'll hear him explain in the episode. But he said, can you feel that the first time he said that? And I said, yes, I can. Like, viscerally, like you are almost here with me. And of course, we were just over Skype, but it was so incredible and so palpable and so visceral that I, you know, never looked back. So James and I have been working together over the past couple of years. And just this year, 2021, I said, you know, James, I was just after a session, I said, I think that more people need to know about you and your work. I just think you're so powerful and incredible. And so I want to share your message with the world. And so he agreed to come on and do this interview with me, which I'm very honored and grateful. You'll hear in the episode, this is his first podcast interview. So, so special. I was so honored to have this conversation with him. We talk about all kinds of different things, how he came online to his work, different kinds of energies, energy in um, children. We talk about being a multi-dimensional being. Oh my gosh, we cover so much ground. So I hope you enjoy this conversation with James. James just has the best energy. So safe. So I feel so safe, so trusting with him. And I hope that you will feel that too. His energy really just transcends space and time. And as you're listening to this, you'll get to have a nice little kind of experience here. All of James's information is going to be linked in the show notes. So if you would like to experience a session with him, you can head on 
on over to his website that's linked in the show notes and check him out. So I hope you enjoy this interview with my teacher, healer, mentor, James Pinkle. Enjoy. James, I'm so happy to have you here. I'm really excited for this conversation and I can't wait to share your work and your teachings with the world. So welcome. Well, thank you very much. It's a pleasure to be here. Yay. Well, so I'll just kind of start by letting everybody know about how I heard about you and how I came kind of into your work and, and started to work with you for the first time. I think it's been it's been a couple years now, maybe a year and a half or two years since I first started working with you. And I heard about you through my you're in Colorado. I'm in Canada here. And I heard about you through my friend Arielle, who is in Colorado, and she came to see you. And she's she actually, I didn't tell you this, but she's actually the one who's doing the editing for this show. So hi Arielle. Thanks for connecting. Hello, Arielle. <laughs> Thanks for connecting. <laughs> And so, so she had such a powerful experience with you. And so I kind of started to work with you here and truly, you know, I think I've told you this before, but we'll, we'll put it on the record that I had worked with all kinds of different energy practitioners and healers and things like that. And I just remember my first session with you, I was like, wow. This is very potent. I can really, really feel the the changes here and the same ever since. So I've just been so curious about, you know, how you work and how you found out that you could do this kind of powerful healing work. And so I would love for you to start just by talking about your origin story. How did you come to this work and when and what was the steps leading up to it and all that kind of good stuff? Well, back in 1990, I went through real severe depression and I came out of it. I went back into it. I came out of it. And then it was like, oh, okay, so there's more out of here to life than what I've been living. And it was, I, I, it's like I told myself, I need to find out what else life is. Up until that point, I had been a volunteer firefighter for a great number of years. I was I worked for the railroad. I did all these other jobs that are mainly, at that point, attributed to men. And so as I came out of this and I started looking around, it's like, what do I really want to do? And so I went and did a class with a gentleman who does hypnosis, which was it isn't your regular hypnosis. It's like it was almost like past life journeying. And so I did that. And uh, after that, it's like, you know, something's just calling to me, but I don't understand it. So I was talking to a friend one day and he can see energy coming out of people's hands and he can see it in colors. And he looked at me and he said, do you know you've got rainbow colors coming out of your hands? And I went, no, I don't understand that whatsoever. <laughs> and he says, well, you do. And I said, OK, whatever you say. I didn't discount it, but I didn't really believe it. Because I didn't understand energy. So then I started trying to pick up books about energy or talk to people about energy. And this is the time in the early 90s when metaphysics was a big term. You know, that's what everybody was studying and doing. So then I was talking with another gentleman one day and we were actually out to lunch somewhere. And a young lady came in that he knew and they were talking and, and she said, oh, my back hurts really, really bad. And he looked at me and he says, put your hand onto her back. And I went, I can't do this. You know, how do you know this? And he says, just do it. And I went, okay. So I put my hand on her back and like three or four months later, all of a sudden it's like, okay, I need to take my hand away. And she looked at me and she goes, wow, all my pain's gone. And I went, really? <laughs> what happened? Wow. And so, 
I still didn't understand it. And I probably didn't understand it totally for maybe three or four years, but I just kept showing up and doing it. And so uh, I did metaphysical fairs, which were a big thing back in the 90s. And um, so I had a booth there and I did energy work on people. And again, people would get up and they would go, wow, I feel so much better. And I would go, okay, I'm glad to hear that. <laughs> and inside I'm going, what happened? What did I do? But I know that I'm doing something. So I just I just kept showing up and showing up. And all of a sudden, it's like one day I was sitting at home and I had Again, I didn't understand it, but I heard in my head, you need to create a business name. And so I started writing things down and all of a sudden the path lighter showed up and I went, that's it. That's me. And so, uh, you know, then somebody else came to me as a referral and they said, you know, I have my aunt is uh, ailing. She's in a nursing home. She's blind. She's had a, a stroke. And I think if you just move some energy on her, it might help her. So I went down there every Wednesday night and the nurses, every time they saw me coming, they would go, thank you for being here. And I'd go, why? And they go, oh, when you're not here about three days or four days after you've been here, she becomes unmanageable. But we know when you've been here. So I would just go in and I would just move my hands over her body again, just trusting what I was doing. And uh, and her niece, the one who hired me, said that it really made a difference that her aunt just stayed calmer and calmer. And then she finally crossed. So that was kind of the beginning. And I learned I had to just trust what was coming into me. And that I really learned that my hands would go wherever they needed to go on a person's body. And I had to get my head out of the way and just trust. And so that's really all what I do now. The work I do now is working on people's bodies. I care about the brain, but I really don't care about the brain. What I care about is what the body's doing, because the body is the thing that will hold energies as well as the brain, but the body will, will hold it in different parts. And so that's what I do is I go after the energy that's being held that's either from right now, earlier in this lifetime, or past lives. So I do not a lot, but it's like the body will tell me when I need to look at something that's in a past life. And uh, I started out by doing a lot of muscle testing in order to get the right answers. You know, I mean, it's gradually evolved. So right now, all I do is ask and I start getting answers. And so there's been a it's, it's a transition from not knowing, not trusting to trusting, but not knowing to right now. It's both. It's trusting and knowing. And as soon as I start, I call it hooking looking into people's energies or feeling it, I can start to feel different layers. It's been it's been a journey. So this that's been like uh what, twenty nine years ago that I started on this journey. Wow. Well it's so it's amazing just to hear a little bit more about how you came to do what you do and, and how you learned about it. Because I'm really interested I'm always very curious about people's sort of, I talk about this a lot on the show around whether that's in the healing space or in the psychic space or whatever kind of, you know, esoteric space we're in is how people kind of learn their specific process and how they work as an individual and how they're able to move energy because everybody's so different. And so it's so fascinating to hear. And I just love how, because I was this, this was like me as well. When I first started my practices, I had no idea what I was doing, but I was doing things. So I love how you said that because I think that it really at the beginning, and, and, and I talk to a lot of people who are kind of just starting out in their specific field of healing work or whatever kind of 
work. And, you know, it, it really does require a lot of trusting and not knowing at the beginning. And even still, do you find, James, that there's still some things that you're doing or you're working with that you're like, I don't really understand this or why this is happening, but it's working. Is there still that not knowing element for you now? There is. There are times when I'll do something and I'll actually say either to myself or sometimes if it's a, a client that I've worked a lot with, I'll say, I have no idea what we're doing, but <laughs> let's just go with it. Yeah. And of course, they all say, okay, you know, whatever you want to do. Yeah. And so uh, then I'll say something or I'll move an energy and uh, it'll work and something will start to clear and let go. I love it. There's so many different places that I want to go from from that. And I might jump around a little bit. But one of my questions for you was kind of at the beginning. And I know you said you had that man who kind of, you know, recognized the rainbow energy that was coming through your hands. But other than that, did you have any other kind of teachers or mentors or people who helped you along? Or did you more kind of figure it out as you went along? Well, I tried to find teachers, but uh, it didn't work. And uh, when I first started out, I would sign up for different classes and then I would take a class. And after the first evening, I'll go, nope, this is not for me. So I did that about four or five times where I signed up and then whipped the roof in the class. And I finally said, I guess I'm not supposed to be taking classes. And so then I had it was again, it was trusting trusting more of me and trusting the process. I did have, I took one class and it's kind of funny how this started because in 1999, I was sitting outside my office and there was a, it was a bigger office area that had like four or five offices and we all did energy work, massage, different things. And so I was sitting there reading a book waiting for my next client and this lady walked by me and she stopped and she literally backed up just like you would see in the cartoon. And so, of course, that got my attention. I looked up at her and she pointed her finger at me and she said, you're sick all the time. And I went, yeah, not you mention it. I am. I don't feel well. And she goes, do you know why? And I said, no. And she said, because you're taking on all the energies of your clients. And I went, oh, well, there's a light bulb that I had never thought about. And uh, so then she taught a class for a year and the class was about grounding yourself and clearing yourself. And uh, part of it was also, they were teaching intuition and how to do psychic readings, but they were teaching how to do psychic readings as a group. So there was always two or three people that were there together doing a reading. And I found that as we got further and further into this, as I got more and more clear, that I could see things a lot of other people couldn't. And so I would say something and the teacher would say, well, you're way ahead of everybody else. <laughs> and I'd say, okay. you know. So then it was like, well, do I just keep quiet? What do I do with that? And so after a while, I just said, I can't keep quiet. I have to say what I see. And so then they started uh, another class. And at that point, I took one week and I said, this isn't for me. And I went to the teacher and I said, this isn't for me. I need to be out on my own. And she said, of course, you know, that's really fine. Do what you need to do. But that was like me really proclaiming I had to do this work totally on my own. Nobody could teach me. And actually, over the years, it's been just about listening to my guides. Yes. Well, I think that's so interesting because I, I've kind of I've had a mix of both where I've just, you know, I, I don't know if you call it self-taught necessarily, but I, te you know, I just listen. Exactly. And I receive it through that way. But I've also had different teachers and mentors here and there. But I was just really curious how. And I think that's very cool. It sounds like 
coming to that for you was very empowering of kind of like, I just have to listen sort of thing. So that's really neat. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I have so many questions for you. I'm just like trying to figure <laughs> out what it's nice. What, one of the things I was really curious about this is just a purely me being curious question, but how do you, you know, I guess if we were speaking in terms of psychic kind of terms, how do you receive information? Is it a visual for you when you're working in session? Is it visual? Is it is it feeling? Is it knowing? How does it come in for you? That's actually a great question because, again, it evolved from me not understanding anything to starting to trust and then trust that my hands. When I first started working on people, I, I always did hands on. I was always touching shoulders, arms, elbows, wherever. And then, you know, I kept I kept hearing people would say, oh, well, my guide said this. My guide said that. And of course, I'm going, where's my guides? <laughs> Right. <laughs> Not understanding, they were actually right there with me. I just couldn't hear them. So at first, everything I did was feeling because I'm a I'm an empath. So I feel everything that's going on around me. So it was that. And then after a while, I started to transition over to where sometimes I would hear things. Uh, and then it, it trans transitioned to where I hear a lot more. I trust a lot more. I sometimes see pictures, especially when I'm doing past lives. Um, and I don't know why, but that's just one of those things. It's like if I get tapped into a past life, I can see a lot of the, the what time it, uh, what time frame it was, who was there, what was happening to my client, things like that. So even even now, it's still uh, I still have this. Could I hear more? You know, I want to hear my guides more, but yet they're actually telling me everything I need. Right. <laughs> I think that's very. I can relate to that. <laughs> like faster, you know. But I think yes, you're so right. It's just. Um, they're giving you exactly what you need uh, in any given moment, whether that's for you or for some that you're working for. So, so true. The other thing I was curious about too, because for anybody who hasn't worked with you before, you know, it's just, it's just I love to explain people's processes. But so you said you used to do a lot of hands-on work and things like that. And then in, in your in-person work, did that evolve too? Do you, are you as much hands-on anymore? It has evolved now to where when I work on people, because I can I can work on anybody anywhere on the planet. Uh, and I had that really proven to me one day. I had a client that was uh, in northern India. They'd been in Nepal. And she came back into northern India and found uh, a coffee shop that had Wi-Fi, et cetera. And so we had made an appointment to uh, Skype. And so uh, as soon as as soon as I saw her on the Skype, I could feel everything that was going on. I went, okay, yep. doesn't matter where people are. They don't have to be in front of me. Right. You know? And so, uh, yeah, I, I can move energy with thought. And I just think about it and people can that are really sensitive can feel it starting to move. I had that experience too. Well, and I think you make such a good point, and I talk about this all the time too, because I'm part of my work line. And, and a big question that I get is like, how is this possible? How are, you know, how are you able to to do see or you know everything that you do? And for me, it's more when I start to hear someone's voice. That's when it kind of all starts coming. But I get what yep. you mean. Seeing them is also really important. But th I think it's such a good question because in kind of the healing or the energy work space, you know, there's always the the question that are people who come to see you in person versus people who are doing a distance session. And I think one thing that I noticed that was so powerful is I had had, before I came to see you, I had a lot of distance sessions and, you know, they were, they were good, but, but then I came on with you. I was like, wow, that's, that is a real distance session. It was incredible. Like you said, can you feel that? And I was like, yes, 
I can really feel that. So um, what would you say to people? I guess it just, you know, energy really transcends space and time, I think is, is a good way to put it. But even just in your distance session process, can you talk a little bit about how, I know you said you move energy with thought, but you also use sound too, no? How did you discover that? So let's go to the first part is that when I first started understanding that I could do things long distance, it was a process of, of me. I used to sit and I would think I was projecting energy and I was projecting energy back. And then after that kind of worked its way through and I felt, I felt, okay, I can connect now. It feels much easier. So uh, now it's just a matter. I'm like you. It's like, as soon as I hear their voice and I actually don't even need to do that anymore. I can, I can find their vibration. I can find a person's vibration. So I don't use sound as much, as much as I use words. So to me, every word has its own vibration and some words are a higher vibration and some are a lower vibration. And I need to interject something here in that when I do my work and actually in my life, I'm very neutral about everything so that there is no good, there is no bad, there is no evil, there isn't any wrong, there isn't any right. All it is is high vibration or low vibration because that's what I have to work with. I have to look, I have to work with something vibrating higher or something vibrating lower. If I judge something as being evil or bad, I actually get connected to that energy. But if I just acknowledge it's a lower vibration or it's a really low vibration, I don't get connected to it. It's just something that is. So when I do my work, one of the things I do is I, I have people repeat things that I say, and all of this has been given to me. None of it was taught. Uh, again, it's a study of words and their vibrations and how to put everything together in a sentence that then creates a shift in the person. And so to me, that's one of the most powerful things with my work is that I'll have you repeat after me a certain sentence and the body is listening the entire time and it feels the vibration of each word and it goes, oh, we can let go of this. Well, that's one of the things I wanted to ask you about was was the sayings that you have and you have these up on your website too. So people can kind of check out what I mean by what you're talking about and what we're talking about here. That's so neat. And and like you have one for grounding and one for clearing fear and chaos and things like that. I think it's so incredible that these these sort of power combinations of these words that you know exactly how to put them together to give the body the reaction or you know I guess your guides are giving you the correct kind of it's almost like a combination like a combination lock of this word plus this word right right yeah. yes it is and and all of it just comes to me when I when I work with people I I become very intuitive and I become very much the channel for energy and whatever my guides or their guides are saying. So everything that comes through comes through in the moment. I don't think about it. I don't try and piece it together. It's just like, this is what we're going to do because this is what your body wants to do. And when I first started out, I thought, oh man, I had to do, I was supposed to do one, two, three, four, five. I was supposed to do everything in a certain order. And I realized that I couldn't, that I that, that would be like stamping everybody. So everybody is, is uniquely themselves, and I had to just be with whatever is uniquely themselves. Absolutely. Like, exactly. Like, you kind of had to, yeah, you had to discover your own process. And, well, and, and I think you really... I, you know, I'm, I consider myself to be a person who's fairly aware of language, but even 
you know, when we've been working together, sometimes you pointed something out and I've been like, wow, you're so right. Like even just like, I think this is a couple of seconds ago, working with the word release. And, you know, we talk about release. I release this, I release this. And you pointed out that think this is so brilliant you know releases we're, we're renewing something we're, we're recontracting ourselves to something in yes. instead of letting go and so ever since then I've been so aware about language and like you said the vibrations behind the words so I just think that's so powerful and it really it really changes just I found when I kind of became more aware of that is it changed how much energy I had with every sentence that I spoke and you yes. know sentences or words yeah that gave me energy or I could choose sentences or words that made me lose energy and it was so amazing so it's just so it's just so cool and I think that's why it really just shows the power of our language and our words and how that's responding to our body and our thought right yes yes if I may if I can do one of the other ones uh, which is a great one because we talk about losing weight well, what do you do with your house keys if you lose them? You go find them. What do women do with pocketbooks? You know, it's like you search all over and men do with their wallets. You go looking for it and you bring it back to you. So your body is listening to the words. So it has associated losing with we've got to go find it and we've got to bring it back and we've got to hold it so it doesn't get lost again. So if you apply that to weight of the body, if you say, well, I'm going to lose 10 pounds and your body's going, well, we may lose it, but we have to go get it. We have to bring it back. So if you put in there, I'm going to let go of the weight. I'm going to let go of this, things like that. Your body's listening, going, okay, we can let go of this because there's nothing about about bringing it back. There's nothing about finding it. That's very powerful. My goodness. <laughs> yes. And if you start paying attention to how, how many things there are out there about losing, everything about losing weight, every sentence is, well, you got to lose this weight or you can lose this weight or whatever. And the message is good, but if you change the energy of it, it'll be better. I've never thought of it that way. It just kind of clicked for me there. I'm just realizing this. I was talking to a friend the other day and she said, you know, and this I think mirrors this, what you just said so well, is she said, I didn't lose weight. I just decided to let go of the weight. And she didn't do anything else but that. She said, I just, I just, I claimed that I was going to let go of the weight that I was holding. And that's all she did. She just said, I decided it. And then it was, it was, so it's, that's such a great point. Amazing. Well, the other thing that I wanted to ask you about, oh my gosh, there's just so many, there's so many things. I've got so many questions for you, James. (laughs) Um, But but one of the things I was curious about, and we had talked about this before too, is, you know, you work with a lot of people and what are the, I guess, what are the core things that for anybody listening to this, what are some common kind of, I know not everybody's so unique and everybody is, is so different and every session that I'm sure that you do is so unique, but are there any kind of common threads or themes that come up in, in your, in your sessions that kind of stand out to you? Like, oh, it's kind of, this is coming up in this way again, or things like that. Do you notice any any kind of common threads or themes? I do. And that's, that's actually a great question because a great majority of people will come to me and they'll say, I'll say, what are you here for? And they'll go, I feel stuck. It's like, okay, so tell me more. But that's like the opening salvo of all of this is I feel stuck now because women are more in tune with themselves and what's going on around them. They say it a lot more than men. So I have a few male clients and most of them, they come into me because they can feel something, but they don't know what it is. And so uh, the male 
sales normally won't say, I feel stuck. They may just say, something feels off or I don't feel right. So, of course, when you say you feel stuck, that that opens a whole box to everything that's there. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so one of the other things I find a lot with people is when relationships end, that they feel like they can't get away from the other person. They can't let go of the other person. I had a client in one time and the relationship ended like 20 years ago. And I could tell that their energies were still connected. And because they had, there had never been a real completion of the relationship. There was a goodbye, it's been fun, or goodbye. I don't like you or goodbye. I hate you. It can be any of those things, but there is never a let's disconnect our energies. Let's get back to each of us being our own self. And so uh, that happens uh, with that, but it also happens when somebody dies that someone loves, like a husband dies, a wife dies, uh, a child dies. There's always a connection there. And um, it's about honoring the connection, but then, especially if somebody has died, then actually getting the body to understand that the other person's body doesn't vibrate anymore in this dimension. And so, uh, and I've done that with people quite a bit where it's like, you know, my husband died five years ago. And it's just like, he's right there. And so what happens is, is like you and I know each other because of our vibrations. And actually, we know everybody is known to each other by vibrations. That's that's why mothers know what kids are doing long before the kids do it. You know, it's like, oh, mom must have eyes in the back of her head. Well, she can feel the energy. She can feel where you're going and that you're going to go climb up on that chair. And so when a body dies, it doesn't vibrate anymore. But let's just say, well, take me. So if I have a, a real close friend that dies, so my body would still be looking for that other person's vibration because that's how we connect it. And so that's that that's that longing. I long for so-and-so. I miss so-and-so because the body's still looking. Your brain gets it, but the rest of you doesn't. So there's a procedure that I go through. It takes maybe 30 seconds to a minute to go through and just start getting the body to understand that the other body is not here and the soul is not here either the soul is in the light and it, it's it works almost all the time i think that is that's so valuable especially for people listening to this podcast you know people are coming here for a variety of different kind of things about the other side and mediumship and things like that so what does that if someone was looking to kind of i guess communicate that vibrationally themselves would there be a way that they could do that themselves too or start to work with that i think the biggest thing is they really have to acknowledge you have to engage your body in the understanding that that body has stopped vibrating in this dimension. And those are the words that I've always used. And as soon as I say that, it's like, then this body goes, oh, I don't have to look for them anymore. They're not here. Yes. So that's that's how people can start to work with it. It's just, just sitting down and really recognizing that my friend John, the body has stopped vibrating and the soul has gone into the light. And that's what I call it for me is into the light. I imagine that once that process is kind of complete, when vibrationally the body is not looking for that other body in the third dimension, that it would be easier. I'm just, this is just, I'm just curious, talking out loud, but it would be easier for them to then potentially have their own kind of vibrational connection with the loved one in the different frequency that 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 soul is now in light and i've never thought about it but yes because they'll be really then they'll be connecting strictly with the soul and yeah. and it won't be the physical 
body. Yeah. So yeah, that's a really good point. Love it. I love it. That's so helpful. And I think just that I feel stuck. It's so true. <laughs> it's like, I can't, I've said that, quite a bit, but I think that's the, they're just so helpful. Just, and I think it also gives a really good perspective for anyone listening around, you know, when they're coming to work with you, they don't necessarily have to know why they feel stuck or in what way and kind of work together to figure out, oh, okay, this is here. This energy is in my space or this kind of thing. So I think that's really helpful just for people because it's like, sometimes we don't know. I don't know why I feel stuck. I just need, you know. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, yeah, then that becomes my job. Yes. But if, if you can at least speak it, and that's the biggest thing is you can acknowledge it, then it gives me permission to go looking. A lot of my work is I have to be a detective. I have to be able to, to start seeing what's going on and then ask different questions to get to the bottom of it. And uh, many years ago, I was shown uh, a picture in my head. It's like when I start asking questions about what's going on, like with you, for instance, then it's like I ask a question, you give me an answer, and then I turn the page of the book to look at the next level. I ask a question, I turn the page, and we just keep going, and then all of a sudden it'll be, there it is. That's the thing that is at the bottom of all of this. Right. Wow. Very. It is like detective work, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it is. Yeah. The, the way I do it. Yes. And I, you have to be willing. Uh, I found out I have to be willing to ask the questions that nobody else will ask. And you you're know? very, when, when you're in session, you're very precise with your questions too. Like, it's just like, it, it, they follow each other. It's like, oh, I can see where this is sort of, I can, or I can feel where this is, is going or where, you know, it's, it's very, it's very cool. One of the, well, a couple more things that I wanted, I wanted to talk to you about. One of the things that we were talking about in our email beforehand was about, sort of helping people get to know their own energy and their kind of own energy field and what that feels like so that they can feel you describe it you're probably gonna describe this much better than I can but they can feel when there's an intermingling of energies or when I guess you could say when they're taking on an energy from something or someone or something on the outside and so what would you what would you recommend just for somebody who's looking to get to know their own energy or working with their own energy and just sort of some your thoughts on the intermingling of people's energies and, and I guess what kind of problems that can create I love the word intermingling that's a great word so but first of all everybody has to understand is that everybody is throwing energy all over the place all the time and I'm sure I do it too you know I try not to that's why I try and stay very neutral because if I'm throwing energy out, then I'm probably getting energy back. But what I find when I work with people after I've done a couple of sessions is that in the first couple of sessions, I'm clearing everybody else out of their space. That's the one thing that I always do is because I want to see who's underneath, not a thousand other people in their space, but like with you, who's the real you, you know, because before you were like your mother, your father, your husband, your girlfriends, that girlfriend, maybe a client that you've worked with or 10 clients who've worked with. And so when I start clearing all these people out, then we start to see who you are. And after a while, then as you do the work, you get to the point where something will come up and, and normally you would have gone, oh, I just feel so depressed. And it's like, I feel depressed, but it's not mine. So who was I around that was depressed? Um, I had a lady, a uh, very dear friend that I've worked with for a great number of years. And she called me up one day and she said, I am so depressed. 
asked. And immediately I said, who have you been around? Well, I've been around my friend so-and-so. And I said, there it is. I said, I can feel it. That's who's actually depressed, not you. She is depressed. But you took it on because this lady is very sensitive. And I said, so we cleared that lady out. And then after that, she said, wow, I feel a thousand percent different. So my point to people is that when you start getting clear and you ground yourself and you keep clearing yourself is that you'll know what's yours and you'll know what isn't. And what I say to people is once I've worked with you a couple of times, 90% of what you're feeling won't be yours. It'll be everybody else's because they, they haven't they haven't figured out yet how to get everybody out of their space, but they're clear enough that stuff comes in all the time. Yeah, I think it's, 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 I mean, I really believe that this is not, this is like such paramount information, but we're not taught any of this stuff, <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's, we're not like, we don't, you know, I think, I think personally, and hopefully maybe this is where the education system will move. <laughs> We'll see, but I think it would be so amazing. Put your fingers crossed. I think it would be so amazing if this is something that with children, especially like if I had known this, you know, even as a child or energy, this is what an energy feels like coming into my room and my space and things like this. I would just have had such a different experience. And I think that, and I'm curious to hear your thoughts on this, but I really believe that a lot of the children especially now who are coming onto the planet right now, you know, in the last couple of years are even more like just supercharged kind of sensitive, supercharged empaths. And so I think, you know, I, I, I talk to a lot of people about this and I just think that supporting these children in their kind of supercharged sensitivity is going to be so important because they're just so porous. They're so open. And so they just need help and need support with it. So, but I think that goes for everybody. I think the power of knowing your own energy and what's yours and what's not and how to be aware enough to kind of figure it all out. I think that's like one of the most important things we can do as, as human beings. Yes. And one of the things I tell people is if you you feel really good and then all of a sudden you just feel bad then you need to go back like 24 to 48 hours and see who you've been around who did you zoom with who did you talk with who'd you run into and then you look and see what was going on with them what energy did they have it's like if somebody it's like if you would call me and say james i feel so horrible the first thing i go is who have you been around and you'd go oh i was around so and so and so and so and we go okay so what do you remember about their mood, about their energies? And then you would say, oh, man, they were really in a bad mood. And I'd go, OK, so you took it on. You made it yours. How about you not do that? <laughs> how, about, how about that? <laughs> yeah, how about that? For the children, I totally agree. It's like I know that. You know, looking back on my lifetime to my childhood, I realized that there I was already showing signs of being really sensitive. But I was born in 1950, so that wasn't anything that was talked about. It wasn't even on the radar at that point. But I remember that uh, anytime there was a big gathering, I didn't want to be there. Birthday parties, indoors, things indoors that were small. I just, I didn't want to go out. I'd fight tooth and nail not to go. And even when I got into college, uh, there were some dances at college and I so wanted to be there. And I'd walk into the room and there'd be like 300 people in this room. It was a big ballroom dancing. And I would just get overwhelmed and I would stay for like 10 minutes and I would leave. And I, I didn't understand it other than my body was saying, 
we can't be around that much energy. It's way too much. So the kids, you're right. To me, the kids that are coming in are so much more sensitive than ever before, but they're still being, to me, misdiagnosed. ADD, ADHD. I've always said for a great number of years now, those that are diagnosed ADD, ADHD are just what I call super sensitives, but nobody will stop and see what's going on. And I've had parents bring children to me and I go, well, she's diagnosed ADHD and I'll go, but she's not that. She's just super sensitive and she doesn't know what to do with all the energies and it clogs her channels and it switches the channels. And so she doesn't know what she's doing half the time because it's not her. I was diagnosed ADHD, not as a child, but as an adult. <laughs> so, but, but even then I didn't, I, that was quite a long time ago and I didn't know, you know, and then it was like, wow, I completely agree with you too. And that's something I'm, I'm really, you know, I think that's really important to just working with children. I don't get to do it a lot, but when I do get to do it, it's really fun because it's like, you know, they just kind of. I don't know if you noticed this too, but it's almost like, oh my gosh, they get it. You know, they see me, they understand, right? So do you find that with children that you work with? Yes. I've had children probably as young as six or seven come in. And uh, when I work with them, I work with them on their time frame. It may be five minutes and they're done because they're so quick. They don't have all the associated ego stuff. Um, but I'd always tell parents, I'll say, I'll make an hour appointment. And then if you're, if your child is done after five minutes, we're done. But that, that allows her to be the freedom. And so it's funny because kids will come into my office when we used to be able to do that. And I've got a massage table set up where I have people lay on there. And I don't massage. I just put, I put my fingers in different pressure points on the body, but they'll go climb on there and they'll go climb in the chair and they'll sit on the floor, you know, and I just, they get to be who they want to be. And then we start talking about how they're feeling. And a lot of times the kids will go, wow, that was really weird, but I understand it. <laughs> and so it's all we have to do is get them to start opening up to what energy is and they'll they'll move they'll move forward a lot yeah totally it's like they i find that a lot of them a lot of children i find especially now they understand it but they don't have the language for it and so then when they come in the contact with somebody who has the language for it and is helping them like this is what that is and this is how this works and this kind of thing they're like yes of course there's the language and the understanding <laughs> and that's really powerful i think i think supporting children is so i'm really passionate about it and, and it's, it's really important to me because I was that child, you know, <laughs> I was that child who could have used coming into your office and having you explain what was going on to me. You know, I really could have benefited from that. And it sounds like you could have too. And so I think it's really important to me to kind of, you know, as much as I can to sort of spread that out. So that's really cool. The last thing I wanted to talk to you about, and uh, again, this is just a lot of pure curiosity questions, but I'm curious to hear about your experiences with astral projection or out-of-body experiences during sleep and how you kind of found out that that's something that you were doing. This is just something that recently I figured out has been happening for me. Um, but how did you figure out that that's what, well, again, two-part question, how did you figure out that that's what was happening? And then how did you figure out what you were doing when you were out there, out of your body? Oh boy. Do we have another, do I have another hour? <laughs> <laughs> so I think I finally figured out by by listening to other people talk about astral projection. And I finally started to figure out that when I go out of my body at night, it, what really gave me the hint about it was that when I would wake up in the morning, I would 
wake up in a fog. I would move from my bed into my recliner and I would sit there for an hour and just like not do anything. I wouldn't meditate. I'd just sit there and then all of a sudden I would start to feel better. Now, like I wasn't feeling sick, but the fog would, would go away. And after a while I went, oh, so what's happening is, is I'm not all the way back in my body when my physical body wakes up. And so it's like, I'm not, I'm not totally here. So what I, what I do is go get out of bed and go sit in the chair and wait for the rest of me to come back. You know, and I've had people tell me that, oh yeah, James, you, you go out all the time. And so finally, after a while, I began to understand that I don't really know where I go, but I know that I'm out there. So back in 1999, I was up in uh, Fort Collins, Colorado. I was going to a, a class and uh, the class was about being a multidimensional being. And uh, that's where I really got a lot of information was that we are doing many things all at the same time. We're not just here on this planet, but we're here on this planet, we're on that planet, we're on that planet, all at the same time, having all these experiences. So we went into a meditation and all of a sudden I am standing out in the universe and I'm like on this platform, I'm looking around and there's all these stars and planets which I'd never thought about before. And I'm going, wow, this is really trippy. <laughs> and so then this light showed up next to me and I got that the light started talking to me in my head saying, yes, I'm one of your guides and you go out there all the time. And so I'm, I'm always here with you. And there are others that are here with you when you go do that. And you go and you visit different planets. And I went, oh, okay. And so since I was in meditation, then when we came back out, it stuck with me. It didn't disappear like some do. It's like it became very much a part of me, who I am. And I went, oh, okay. So for me, and I say only for me, because everybody's got their own beliefs. And I, I acknowledge that. But for me, that's an integral part of who I am, that I am. I'm not only on this planet, I'm on other planets doing other things. It takes an ex expanded belief to understand that. Totally. A hundred percent. And I think, wow, that's just so amazing. I could picture that visual as you were saying. It's spectacular. <laughs> it's really amazing. Yes, it, it really was. Just blow me away. Yeah. I think that because I have people coming to me talking about how do I, you know, do astral projection or this or that? And, and how do I do it? And I want to go out and you know explore and things like that. And and it sounds like for you, and this is the same as, it, as I kind of discovered it was for me, is that it just sort of happened. I wasn't trying to go anywhere. I wasn't trying to go, you know, it just kind of... Yeah. Yes. started happening and I started waking up and actually it took me a while to kind of get back like <laughs> <laughs> yes the brain fog is just starting to kind of finally wear off now at four o'clock but but oh um, you were really okay I was really out there I was really out there yeah and so so I just think it's it's, it's really cool where I, you know I think that's just where it's like accepting okay if I go somewhere I go somewhere if I don't I don't you know I think just for people who are listening who are interested in this kind of stuff but I think also what I wanted to touch on just about what you said is that like even for me even even like a year ago if I were to have this conversation with you I would be like what is he talking about <laughs> you know like what how could how could what it just it wouldn't make sense to me a year ago now and now I'm hearing you say this just kind of from my experiences and meditations and other things that have happened I'm like yes of course you know that, that of course that's exactly whether that's happening for every person or or this kind of thing but it's very you know and I can't think about it too much or my brain starts to hurt but it's more <laughs> it's more of a thing that's, that's just felt you know I, I understand Yes. Yeah. It's, you have to let go of a lot of beliefs 
to believe or to, to start to comprehend that we are multidimensional, that we can be in different dimensions at different times. And we're, we're what I call we are galactic beings. And yeah. so, you know, people, some people won't understand it, but I think some people will get it. It's like, oh, yeah, there's more. There's more than what just this human. Absolutely. And I think, you know, what, what's so one last thing I want to say is I think it's it's kind of almost like, you know, I, I find just in my experience that I was given this information in pieces. Like I couldn't have it all at once or else it would just be too, you know, what? I don't understand. And so I would get little, my guides would sort of give me little bits, you know, just little, okay, a little bit here. Let's see how she does with that. Okay. She's taking it well. <laughs> let's see what else we can give her. Let's try this. Let's try this. And so I feel like that's the thing is that, you know, for some people listening to this, they might be like, yeah. Yes, of course, we're galactic beings, we're quant super quantum, we're not just in this one physical body, our energy can be in multiple different places all at once. But there are also maybe some people listening to how does that work? Or what you know that I don't understand that, or I don't really feel it. And I just what I would say is let it come in pieces. You know, I let it came in pieces. I didn't try and understand it all at once. I let it come in pieces, and now that that feels really true for me. And and, and it has very much, just like you said, you have to let go of a lot of beliefs, and that's what I had to do too. I had to really, especially <laughs> kind of religious programming too right of like okay well where do we go and we're here but it's just it was a whole it was a whole thing so that's a that's a really powerful point too that just to kind of explore more and explore the the, the multi-dimensionality that we all are um sometimes it does require us letting go of previously held kind of beliefs <laughs> oh it does yes yeah because yeah. it was blowing my mind it's like oh okay right yes yeah and, I, and even one last thing I want to say, and then I'm, I'm really done. And then I'll kind of <laughs> let, let people know how to find you. But one of the things that I've been exploring lately, even too, is looking back on, I guess, kind of my understanding of history and ancient civilizations and, and origin stories and, you know, the Genesis story, how we all got here and things like that. And just through, you know, my own research and watching different kind of alternative programming and things like that, it just, it kind of opened my mind even there too, of like, oh, we're not being told the whole truth here there's so much more to our history as you know not only human beings and bodies but also to our ancient ancestors their connection with the multi-dimensional kind of perspective too so wow you yep. can you can really go like once you, <laughs> you start finding these things you can really go deep can't you it's amazing oh yes yeah, yeah. and again but it, it's gonna it's gonna really tax your belief system 100%. You have to just keep letting go more and more and more. Amazing. Well, James, this was so fun. I love I love talking to you and just I always feel so, you know, I think one of the most special parts of your energy is that and, and I find this too is is it just feels really safe and comfortable and and just really there's a there's so much trust there. I trust you so much and trust your perspective and your work and so just so grateful for you and your work and, and what you're doing and, and what you've been doing and what you'll continue to do. So I'm going to link your your website and everything in the show notes so everybody knows how to find you you do distance work so people can connect with you on that level but you also maybe not right now but you're also in colorado and you do in-person sessions too i mean maybe not now but in the future <laughs> right yeah I'm, I'm waiting uh waiting until this thing gets a little further down the road this this whole whatever covid uh and then i'll do more in person which i actually like doing in person it's a lot of fun because yes. i get to really i get to really be with the people more but it works for now so yeah. and it will continue to work next time in colorado i'm going to come see you in person we'll, we'll make that happen <laughs> i would love that that would be awesome <laughs> <It> would be. <laughs> 
So I will link all of your information in the show notes so that people can connect with you and go to your website and check out all of the amazing stuff that you have on there and to book a session with you as well. Um, you do those mostly over Skype. Yes. That's all that's done over Skype or, or the phone. Uh, phone work mostly. Uh, when I, when I do my work as you, I think you can tell, I, I normally close my eyes a lot mm -hmm. uh, because that helps me go deeper. So if we're doing a Skype session, you're going to see me with my eyes closed the majority of the time. And so I tell people, if that's what you want to look at, that's fine. <laughs> but uh, so I, I normally just tell people, let's do phone. If you're out of the country, then Skype is always better. You know, it's cheaper. It's really easy. It always works well. So I just try and accommodate people. Amazing. Well, that's so great, James. I, I know that there's going to be lots of people coming your way. So, <laughs> so thank you. Um, absolutely. And it was such a pleasure to have you here. Thank you for your time and your energy and just really appreciated this conversation. Oh, thank you. I've enjoyed sharing with you and with everybody else, no matter who they are. It's been great. Appreciate this time. All right, James, have a great day.